0: From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. The House Fisheries Committee advanced a bill on Monday aimed at rehabilitating Alaska fisheries. The bill would allow Alaskans to remove fish like salmon in state waters, incubate them, and then release them in those same waters. Not everyone agreed on the bill, but most in the hearing did share something in common. Concern for the future of Alaska's fisheries. The bill drew support from some commercial fishers. Commercial fisherman and former legislator Bill Thomas was supportive of it, citing the need to rehabilitate fisheries in the state, saying, quote, Every once in a while, a good bill comes along, and this is one of them. Human intervention in growing fish populations has been controversial in Alaska. Emily Anderson, the Alaska Program Director of the Wild Salmon Center, is among those who do not think the hatcheries are effective at rehabilitating salmon populations. She testified in opposition to the proposed House Bill 169, saying, quote, To truly protect wild stocks and help them rebound, we need to focus our efforts on habitat rehabilitation and strong mixed stock fisheries management and resist the temptation to fix the problem by increasing numbers through hatchery rehabilitation. You can read more about this on our website, KINYradio.com. Two mountain climbers missing in Alaska likely triggered a small avalanche, and officials said Tuesday the projected path of their suspected fall would end in a heavily crevassed glacier. Eli Michael, age 34, of Columbia City, Indiana, and Naifun Awal, 32, of Seattle, are presumed to have fallen Friday while climbing the west ridge route of Moose's Tooth, a 10,300-foot mountain in Ruth Gorge about 12 miles southeast of Denali, the tallest mountain in North America, according to park officials. No aerial search was planned Tuesday because of low visibility and snowfall in the gorge. The two men last contacted friends via a satellite communication device at about 5 a.m. on Friday. Two days later, friends contacted park officials when they hadn't heard back from the climbers. Mountaineering rangers used a contract helicopter to fly over the area for about eight hours between Sunday and Monday. Ground searches on the glacier both days included a ranger harnessed to the helicopter's short-haul rope to help protect the ranger from falling into a crevasse. On Sunday, the first day of the search, rangers found the climbers unattended tent and ski tracks that led to the base of the Westridge Climbing Route. At that location, they found the men's skis indicating they had switched to crampons for the climb. Rangers followed the boot tracks to the avalanche. Among the items found in the avalanche path were two ice axes high in the debris field and a climate helmet down lower. You can read more about this on our website, KINYradio.com. And COVID-19 is no longer an emergency, according to the White House. ABC's Derek Dennis reports. Thursday marks the official end of the White House declaration of COVID-19 as a public health emergency. COVID response coordinator Dr. Ashish Jha says it obviously marks a transition for the U.S., but he insisted the Biden administration will continue its work to protect Americans against the virus. That includes investing $5 billion for vaccine development and treatments, more research on long COVID and how to address it, and more resources to improve indoor air quality nationwide. Dr. Jha saying the end of the public health emergency isn't the end of COVID, adding COVID is going to be with, this is a long-term illness. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Coming up next on News of the North, Joe Sainert is the director of the Shrine of St. Therese. He came on a capital chat to talk about needing volunteers. The Juno Arts and Humanity Council is going to be having another outdoor market this coming Saturday. And President Biden is traveling to New York today to keep up his message on the debt ceiling. Those stories next on News of the North with Jazz Garrett
1: you are listening to news of the north joe sanor is the director of the shrine of saint therese he came onto capital chat to talk about needing volunteers but first some history
2: it's been out there uh the shrine chapel will be 85 years old this coming october so the Shrine's been a part of Juno Fabric for a long time. And, you know, it's just amazing. Uh, it's just been built up over the years, little by little. And uh, the gardens, you know, have were started about 25 years ago. And, you know, they've become an integral part of our mission, you know, uh, talking to people about God.
1: There's over 22 gardens at the Shrine.
2: We are looking for volunteers for the garden program. We have four different pieces to our garden program. The first one is Saturday work parties where folks, folks can come once a month, the first Saturday of each month, and we work from 9 to noon. The shrine supplies everything they need, plants, fertilizer, mulch, whatever, and you just come out. If you can't make it for the whole time, an hour is great. Whatever time they can get on a Saturday, now that's once a month on a Saturday. We also have Our Thursdays with St. Therese, which is every Thursday. So this starts tomorrow. And Catherine Foy, who's a gardener out there, will help lead that up.
1: There's also an Adopt-A-Garden program.
2: And that's through our Adopt-A-Garden program, which is something we really need some help with right now. We need some new people to adopt a garden. And with those 22 gardens, we have gardens from 30 square feet to 1,200 square feet. So if you're an individual, you could come out and adopt a garden. If you're a family, we got the right size garden for you. If you're a member of an organization, we got the garden for you. You don't have to do, you don't have to buy anything. All you have to do is be there.
1: This is the fourth way to help out the shrine.
2: If you can't get out there, the fourth way is to just help us financially, to pay for the replaced plants, to pay for the bulbs, to help buy the mulch. So we, we those are the four ways you can help the shrine right now and keeping this these grounds As magnificent and as beautiful as they are. So we're grateful for any help we can get.
1: Juno Arts and Humanities Council joined Capital Chat to talk about this Saturday's outdoor market. Their outdoor markets began during the pandemic to get people shopping outside. Tracy Ferguson Hayes, the Jack's marketing manager, tells us what to expect. It's just an outdoor. Fresh Air Market. Um, We have a number of new vendors. One of them, which I'm really excited about, I'm just going to dive right in, Um, Libby Brown with Moss Maiden creates these really amazing fun whimsical designs in the form of prints, stickers, magnets. Um, She can even create custom designs so if your mom has or anyone you know has dreamed of becoming a mermaid she is the person to go see. Right now they have about 20 vendors and they have a few spots left for food vendors this point at least when i last checked we don't have any food trucks registered but if you're out there and you're listening right now and you're a food truck we would uh love to encourage you to sign up for a booth booth spaces are 35 dollars each And that's for food trucks and for vendors. And you can reserve a booth uh, for your food truck by going to our website and um, filling out the form on there. Or you can give us a call at the Jack and we can do it over the phone for you. And sign up. Go to www.jhc.org. She shouts out one food vendor they have so far. Really happy to see is the Borken Classic flavor. The Puerto Rican pastries and desserts, the flan, is to die for. The Fresh Air Market is this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. President Biden travels to New York today to keep up his message on the debt ceiling. ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers has details. President Biden travels to the Hudson Valley of New York today to talk about the debt ceiling, a day after meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and congressional leaders. The White House says the president will continue to emphasize that the U.S. defaulting on its debt would be catastrophic for the economy and will pressure Republicans to move forward on legislation to raise the debt limit with no conditions attached, who once again say he's open to a conversation about the budget and spending cuts, but only after the threat of default is off the table and the debt limit is raised. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.